Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. I have missed you all since last week. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. I hope it was everything it was supposed to be. Um, we had amazing episodes last week. First and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors, and audience. You are absolutely incredible. The show is listened to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. And guys, here we are. Another week of the Rory Sodder Show. Another episode. Episode 264. Uh, recording from Phoenix, Arizona tonight. Beautiful, beautiful outside. Uh, you know, it's that time of year. It, uh, you know, I, I love the heat myself, so I, I don't mind uh, it being in the hundreds. But, uh, you know, as well, we pretty much flattened the curve here, so everything for the most part is back open. Um, you know, obviously other parts of the country aren't so fortunate, uh, still on lockdown, and we're going to get a lot into that tonight. Um, guys, 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 it's been headline after headline, uh, story after story. Um, I have a very, very busy show tonight. I'm going to introduce the panel here shortly. Uh, a lot of fantastic guests coming on tonight. Uh, we'll be having U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Darlene Swaffer, calling in. Uh, we'll also be having Tulare County Sheriff Mike uh, Bordox. Who, uh, he's the sheriff of that county, and he just has recently made headline news uh, for not enforcing the lockdown. So he's, he's allowing his citizens to, uh, you know, uh, go by the Constitution. And what some of these governors are doing, especially in California, with Newsom, is unconstitutional by far. And it's, you know, it's not, uh, just not human. Uh, we also will be having uh, New York State Senator candidate Justin coming on. Very excited to talk to him. Uh, popular activist from New York, Gabriel Montalvo, will be joining us, along with uh, uh, Professor um, uh, Benjamin Bennett. Uh, with us right now, I believe we have, um, I want to make sure, we have retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, how are you? Good, Roy. Things are warming up here in the Midwest, too. Uh, up in the 90s the last couple of days, it's been awful nice. Uh, so I'm glad, I, I to, hear you. glad to see a change in weather and looking forward to, uh, looking forward to things happening here pretty quick. Absolutely, my friend. Well, it's always a pleasure having you here. Um, I'm glad you could join us. A lot to get into. Okay, look forward to it. Absolutely. Um, everybody, uh, we, will, we will be having lots and lots of guests on tonight. Uh, political consultant and lawyer Mike Yoder will be joining us here shortly. Uh, I believe with us right now we have retired Army paratrooper, former White House staffer, and uh, he's going to be running for Congress in Tennessee uh, again, most likely, uh, Todd McKinley. How are you, man? Welcome back. Rory, brother, how are you? I've got to tell you, I've not worn a mask thus far. And I see Joe Biden yesterday wearing a mask, virtue signaling to everybody out there, out in the middle of, a, of, of the open in a nice weather, wearing the mask. And the only person nearby is his wife, a person he's been with for, for months on this lockdown, along with other staff and Secret Service uh, at his house. Now he goes outside wearing a mask. Not me, brother. I'm not wearing a mask. Not going to do it. If you want to stay distance from me, by all means, but I'm not wearing the mask. It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. Glad things are open back up. I'm glad you're back in California. Uh, and you're back in a free state of Arizona, brother. 
Amen. Amen. You know, Arizona's doing it, you know, the right way. They're doing everything the right properly. Way. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is um, how other states should be, you know, doing things. But unfortunately, uh, they care about power way too much and they don't care about, you know, the well-being of, of the citizens. And, you know, it's all, it's all an agenda. Big time, big time. I and mean, we have a Republican governor here in Tennessee, you know, a, a decent guy, decent governor, but he, he's went a little overboard on a few things. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a tough reelect if he doesn't turn it around. But, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been on the, on the lesser end on, on some of this stuff, but, you know, a little overreach in, in some respects. So, but, but he needs to turn it around big time before he, before he thinks he's going to get reelected here. But anyway, that's another story for another time, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Todd, as usual, glad you could join us. A lot to get into tonight. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Rory. All righty. I also want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us and he's joining us, uh, doctor and talk show host, Matthew Collins. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. Hi, Rory. How are you this evening? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing really, really well, calling in from the great state of Florida, where we are so proud of Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was pilloried. Amen. You guys got got perhaps the best governor uh, in the country. I mean, that guy is absolutely unbelievable. he's, He's incredible. Incredible. We are so proud of Ron DeSantis. He was pilloried in the media in the beginning of the pandemic lockdown. In the beginning of the dystopia, he was hung out to dry. He was thought as being a, a, a criminal of sorts, but he wasn't responsible as a leader, and he was very responsible. And just again, we're so proud of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm glad you could join us tonight, Matthew. Uh, we got a lot to dive into. Uh, glad to make you a regular and uh, excited to hear your insight. Thank you. It's going to be a great show. Absolutely. 100%. Um, everybody, uh, I, I also want to announce that uh, we will be having a uh, presidential historian and uh, very popular teacher uh, joining us later on, Edward Lee. So uh, be ready for that interview. I can't wait. He's uh, had quite the resume. He's lived quite the life. Um, guys, I want to, you know, just take a minute uh, before I go on opening rants just to kind of thank all of our, our warriors out there, our soldiers, our military, the people that put their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. For our freedom, safety, and security. Uh, these people are the real heroes uh, in, in this country. You know, too many people have this opinion, have this whole, you know, mindset that uh, celebrity or an athlete, you know, is somebody that they should be idolizing or looking up to. Which, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, trying to say all athletes or celebrities are bad people. And I acknowledge that they do good things. And they, they've, you know, contributed to a lot of great causes and have, have led a, a a positive life for people to aspire to, but it's nowhere near uh, what our armed forces and and what our soldiers have had to endure, what they've had to uh, deal with on a, on a daily basis. I mean, think about their routine. Think about, you know, what they, uh, it's, they get taken so far away from the normal world when they're in combat that it, in a lot of ways, to be honest, the living conditions, in a lot of ways, jailmates have better situations. That's, that's what our military actually has to go through. And they, but they do it because they love our country. They love to fight, you know, for the greatest place on the face of the earth. No other country like America. And we have these people to thank 
you know, for the fact that we wake up every single day able to breathe this beautiful air, you know, uh, go out and, and, and uh, you know, entertain and, and enjoy all our, all our hobbies and, you know, get to eat all this amazing food, get to go and capitalize on, on, on our entrepreneurial journeys. You know, and think about the, just the laws in general. I mean, some of these third world countries, you know, they don't have these luxuries because, you know, they, they don't have the kind of military we have. They don't have – this – America is the most popular destination on earth for a reason. Everybody knows that, you know, we, we're, the, we're the, obviously the, the toughest. We're the most generous. We're, we're the place where – uh, freedom was originated, you know, and, and, and you really, I always encourage people to do this. If you see a vet, thank a vet. Really understand and, and, and really, you know, take in to consideration, um, you know, just their, their scenario. I mean, and it really makes their day. You know, you go up to these people, because um, a lot of them, in my opinion, I think they feel underappreciated. And I want to always remind them, that they're never taken for granted in my eyes, ever. They are, ne- they, they are always looked on. In my, in my opinion, the way I view things, the way I observe, you know, this whole stance, I put these people on pedestals. Because, you, you, you know, just think about, I mean, losing limbs, losing, all, you know, everything they've gone through, getting handicapped for the rest of their life. And we have all these entitled scumbags, you know, liberals in America complaining about the dumbest shit. You know, people don't, most of America, sadly, we don't understand what real reality is. And a lot of people, you know, are in their own way, stuck in their own way. And, and I think there needs to be more history lessons, and there needs to be more proper education on how influential and how powerful and how much of an impact our military has had on us. Because too many people I hear, especially on the left, defund the military, defund all these people. And, and I mean, look at, I mean, these people, in my opinion, you know, we have all these celebrities and athletes getting paid millions of dollars, but our military barely gets anything. And they have a VA that, you know, is broken. I mean, it's better now because of Trump, you know, restructuring it, revamping it, putting everything back together. You know, it, it's, it's a long journey in terms of getting it to where we need to get it. And I don't care what anybody says. In terms of priority, their number one priority uh, in terms of getting the treatment they need. You know, you fight for our country. You've done your due diligence. You, you've done your shit. You, you should get whatever in terms of health care. There, and there should be no exceptions, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. These people paid their dues. You know, they, they and I don't see other people, you know, brave enough to go out on the, on the, on the you know, the combat uh, lines and, and, and the, and these, in these war fields. But, the, you know, and that's the problem with today's society. We've created this PC culture. We've created so many weak individuals that, you know, uh, it's so much different than the old days. And I, quite frankly, I wish I was from these older generations uh, where, you know, going into the military was almost like a privilege. Like people liked doing it because people were so patriotic. People were so, um, you know, um, loving of their country. But now you have people that live in this country 
especially millennials, and all they do is talk about how great socialism is. It's like we've and that, and I blame a lot of this on the education system. You know, I, I don't want to get too off topic here. Obviously, you know, guys, it's crazy. It is a crazy, crazy situation. You know, we have people like the New York Times, who I can't stand, who I despise. They haven't been a proper newspaper or useful or constructive or even honest in 10 to 20 years. I mean, they're going so downhill. And if Trump wasn't president, uh, they wouldn't have a business. But, it, but they compared the military uh, to Nazis. They say, why is the military – this was a headline over the weekend. Why is the military um, – or it was something like, why do they practice um, – uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, white, white, white supremacy. Why are they so involved with white supremacy? And I'm like, literally, you have the New York Times making a how, – first of all, I can understand because it's so far left that they would approve something so ridiculous. But we live in a country where you can say whatever the hell you want without any sort of consequences. These people are – there's going to be no ba- – I mean, there is backlash, but nothing will happen to this person's job. Imagine if somebody said something – in a different way or something so bad at Fox News, everybody would be demanding their resignation or any conservative outlet. But all these liberal outlets get held to a whole different standard. And think about, the, I mean, what a hit piece. On Memorial Day, we're supposed to be honoring, reflecting, worshiping these people who saved our country. But meanwhile, you've got these assholes trying to say they're white supremacists. What the hell's going on, people? What the hell is going on? You know, and the, the military, ugh, it, it's ridiculous. It really is how, how we, you know, we've been misled and, and people get away with ignorant, hateful statements like, like that. I mean, come on. Um, and, guys, I, I, um, I want to mention um, to everybody – um, you know, we, I have a lot of announcements. I, I want to, uh, I'm going to mention it here after the break when I go to commercial here in about probably an hour, uh, but stay tuned for that. But uh, next headline I want to get into, uh, this Memorial Day was beautiful. Uh, it was absolutely a beautiful thing. President Trump uh, put together a whole uh, rolling to remember biker, biker march, which, you know, basically gives credit and uh, gives, you know, uh, obviously the recognition they deserve to, to the military and uh, it's really a coming together, a, a unity, uh, a situation. And, and it's something that you, you really just um, get tears of joy in your eyes watching. Um, you know, we've never had a president ever who loves America this much. I mean, he loves America more than anyone I've ever seen. And every single day he's out there meeting with new groups of people and finding ways that he can, you know, uh, improve relations on as many levels as possible, you know, and, and it's not about partisan. It's about being fair. It's about doing what's right. And, you know, and nobody's done more for the military than him, but, you know, I just kind of wanted to mention that, you know, there were a lot of nice ceremonies over the weekend, Memorial day with Trump and, you know, him acknowledging um, a lot of these just times in our history that, uh, you know, can never, ever be, ever be forgotten. Really, really just one. So wonderful. Um, I want to mention this. This is, this is really big, and this is something that I, this is, um, you know, should have been done a long time ago. President Trump has now closed the loophole. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge migrant pipeline 
which is run by the Coyotes and federal agencies. Um, so, in other words, there were parents from people, you know, wh- wh- wherever it was, southern border, Mexico, you know, all these different countries that come here, and then they would get their kids and bring them over here and reunite them. And it was this whole big, you know, scam in so many ways. I mean, you know, the lo- we know the loophole system. We know the, the Democrats used all their special interest groups and all their dirty donors to push this agenda. And then if you question it or if you try to say something about it, you'll be called hateful. You'll be called a Nazi. You know, you'll be called all these different things. And, um, you know, it, it's like th- these – and it's years and years of the swamp building this up, whether it's amnesty, you know, this whole illegal, illegal scenario, uh, they, you know, coming across as they please, whether it's having a baby here and staying, you know, whether it's these caravans, you know, that's a whole separate issue, though. But that should be next. I want the anchor baby thing to uh, get a race next. But Trump has officially ended the uh, situation run by the Coyotes and the federal agencies where they're trying to, you know, bring these parents up here, get all sneaky and then bring the kids. And what a, what a brainwashing tactic, what a terrible, um, you know, president to set, you know, I mean, how can you do that to these young, uh, immature individuals that, I mean, they don't know any better. They just want to be, you know, with their family, and, and that's what these politicians do. They use them as pawns, and, you know, they'll say, oh, well, what, the families, the families, they need to be together. Well, you know what? What about the millions of American families that are, you know, separated every year, and we don't, we don't hear anything about it? Why is that? Why is that? You know, it's, it, it's ridiculous, guys. We're living in a ridiculous time, and, it's, and I'm glad Trump has done more to combat illegal immigration than any president ever, ever, you know, and, and we need to keep doing this, keep going, you know, cause think about it, taxpayer dollars, um, the, the crime rate, um, all these different things that will change suddenly as he got, you know, he got, you're going to see a lot of improvement just with this whole, you know, legislation being just erased. Um, a, a big war is going on here with, um, with Jeff Sessions and President Trump. And you know what? I get Jeff Sessions is a very conservative guy and voting record in terms of him in the Senate. Uh, he was one of the more uh, conservative individuals in terms of score. Um, not really a rhino, uh, you know, in that whole regard. Uh, but what, what I am upset about, what, I, what we all are pissed off about, and what Trump is mad about is the recusal. Uh, you know, not covering for Trump. Um, you know, basically letting this whole Mueller uh, situation, Rosenstein and Comey thing, get totally off the rocker. I mean, it, it should have never gone to this extent. It should have never gone to this level. It should have never lasted three years. You know, I, I think certain people may have different opinions. Uh, of how Jeff Sessions handled this matter. Uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, his story is that he did it to protect the president. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what, how that's protecting him. I mean, I, I get and I acknowledge that Jeff Sessions also did other things 
that were good while in there that had nothing to do with this whole Russia thing. Like, you know, I, I think he was involved with the whole Hollywood stuff, exposing that uh, illegal immigration he played an impact on. There's certain things that he did that, you know, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to take stuff away from Jeff Sessions, but I also want to point out the errors and the flaws. I mean, you can't have a guy in there that, I mean, he's the attorney general to go by the rule of law. There was never any legitimate cause or sufficient evidence. And you what Jeff Sessions, why, man? I mean, I mean, you're not, you know, he's giving little brief examples. He's not, you know, in a lot of ways on Twitter, he's going around the question, Jeff Sessions. And, and, you know, we all saw for the longest time, uh, he was as silent as a mouse. We, We kept asking when he was in there, Jeff Sessions, where are you? Every single day, a new revelation would come out with this corrupt scandal, and Jeff Sessions was nowhere to be found. Remember Trump called him Mr. Magoo? <laughs> Remember the nickname? But, it, but, but guys, you know, the situation is Alabama. Trump's telling Sessions to drop out of the race. Uh, the other option, and who Trump is officially endorsing, is Tommy Tuber- Tuberville. Uh, he used to coach college football. Seems like a nice guy. Um, does have some flaws. Um, you know, I've heard various things that, you know, he has some ties to China. Uh, his chief of staff uh, is all for amnesty. Uh, his chief of staff was not a fan of Donald Trump. So, I mean, we're caught in a dilemma here. We're caught in a pickle. And you really got to look at the big picture here. How many times have, has Trump been misled? How many times has Trump been screwed over by people in his own administration? I think Trump's being cautious. I think Trump is, you know, looking um, – out for himself and, and for the future of this country. And, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways he wants to uh, forgive and, and understand where uh, Jeff Sessions may be coming from. Uh, but it, because, you know, think about it, Jeff Sessions was one of the first people that was by Trump's side, uh, you know. So I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. But uh, the Twitter thing, I'll tell you, them going back and forth is quite uh, entertaining. Um. So, you know, the whole voter fraud, the whole voter fraud thing just keeps going and going. Um, We're finding more and more. Actually, I'm going to come back to the voter fraud because it ties into the whole Corona thing. So I want to come back to that. But I want to go into this. So Disney, and and this goes into the whole hundred different genders, the chicks with dicks, uh, you know, the the trannies, the, you know, whatever, you know, convincing all these people that there's something wrong with them and they can be whatever the hell they want, even if it doesn't make any sense and sounds like it's from an alternate universe. But, you know, it's out of control what the left has come to and how they're indoctrinating little children, whether it's drag queen story hour, um, telling little four-year-olds that they can become drag queens, uh, and parents actually accepting this. And, you know, and that's the sad part. Years ago, this would have been looked at as ludicrous, but we've slowly evolved and been pushed into this whole PC environment by these leftist politicians. Like I've talked about many times on my show, slowly but surely, they keep pushing more and more, inch, a little, little more of an inch, inch, inch. They want to get their agenda in there slowly slowly they don't want to make it too obvious they don't want to make it too fast but you know what if they can pick up votes if they can you know appeal to i mean because no normal person no working class citizen nobody who believes in american values and traditions 
will ever vote for a Democrat ever again as long as they act like this. And in, anyways, I get on these rants. I get off topic. But the whole transgender thing, the whole, you know, uh, taking sexual orientation and indoctrinating it, it's gotten so out of hand. And I talk about numerous reports, whether it's from universities, whether it's from cartoons. And the newest thing is Disney. Di- you know, Disney – Oh, and it's been – I mean, think about this. We have drag queens on lunchboxes. We have drag queens in dolls now. But Disney is the latest one to pull a stupid stunt. They're unveiling their first gay character. And keep in mind, this is a gay animated movie or series or whatever it may be. You're not going to have adults watching this. How the hell is that appropriate? When you're a little young, little five-year-old kid, you should be playing with action figures, playing with hot rods, you know, shooting, shooting the basketball, playing t-ball, not, not watching Disney movies that have homosexuals. Excuse my French, nothing against the gay community. But, you know, this isn't about, you know, uh, being fair or letting in the gay community. This is not about, you know, uh, being respectful. This is about shoving stuff down people's throats. That's what it's really about. Wake up, people. Wake up. And they're doing it more and more. We gotta stand up. We gotta fight. Whew, I get on these damn. I get on these damn rants. Um, you know that this is really bothering me. I'm, I'm gonna talk about this. The Tara Reid cover-up continues. Just to clarify, everybody, it's not the American Pie actress. It's not the blonde. Uh, you know, it's not her. A different Tara Reid used to work for Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden's now been accused by over ten women of sexual misconduct. And, you know, abuse and, you know, harassment, whatever you want to name it, it's pretty much all the same. But even Secret Service has said that he's harassed them. But, you know, we have people in their party who are coming out and making just idiotic statements. I'll give you an example. Ilhan, Muslim, Omar, we need to shove some bacon down her throat, came out and said that she believes – Tara Reid, still going to vote for Joe Biden because we need, they need to beat Trump. There you go. There, that's how, this is what corruption looks like. This is what playing politics looks like. This is what the, this is what having no courtesy for anyone else. This is, this is what having no common courtesy for anyone, what anyone else looks like. I can't think of a bigger slap in the face. I can't think of a bigger insult. I can't think of a bigger, just what a, anyway, what, how do you justify? You're coming out, and she's not the only one. AOC says she believes Tara Reid, but still going to support Joe Biden because they can't have Trump in there. I mean, you guys are going off of, totally a partisan agenda it doesn't matter to you guys it's only believe believe women when it has to do with republicans that's all you know we we saw you guys hammer kavanaugh but you guys don't hold the same standard with this situation why is that i'm sick of you smelly ugly loose disgusting feminists i'm tired of all of you me too me too get the fuck get the fuck out of here seriously you guys you know what you guys are entitled. You guys are ignorant. 
You guys are shallow. You guys are foolish. And, you, you know, I, I, you guys need validation everywhere you go. That's why, you, you know, most of you have to get out in the street for hours at a time and scream at the sky because so you, you think people may be listening to you. I mean, you know what? And then the whole superior alpha bullshit, you know, to men, you, you guys want to control that narrative, it'll never happen. You'll never control men. Get it out of your head. And to any hater listening, any female feminist, it's never going to happen. Get over yourself. And I encourage every guy to give these females lectures on how they're not superior, how they, their, their shit does stink, how they're not going to win this war. So, you know, keep, keep your tantrums up, you know, keep PMSing, keep doing whatever the hell you do. And you know what? Good luck to you. That's what I have to say. Good luck. It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's annoying. But the, why? What? If we want, you can't, it's like, it's like a, a corrupt rep. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't see the call. Sorry. Oh, I saw that call, though. That was definitely a foul. I mean, don't call it. That's why we can't take these people seriously. That's why there's so many innocent victims out there that don't get their day in court because you have all these asshole smelly whores, excuse my French, that constantly lie. They lie. And they, you know what? If you lie about being raped, if you lie about being molested, if you lie about any of that shit, you should do the same amount of time in prison that the guy would get. You absolutely should. A lot of these women, nothing, nothing ever happens to them. They can make up lies all day long. I mean, it's disgusting. It really is. Okay, um, you know, voter fraud, the, the voter fraud is, is something that is out of control. I mean, we, we have mail-in ballots now mandatory, Illinois, Michigan, all these places run by the left. They're using this whole corona pandemic to advance that agenda, to advance that narrative. While we're all so distracted, while people are fear-mongering, you know, and then they're trying to tell all these people, it's not safe enough to go out and vote. Well, hey, dipshits, apparently it's safe enough to go to Walmart. Apparently it's safe enough to go to Home Depot. And you guys are trying to act like you guys can tell, foretell the future. Uh, the election's not until November. So what really, really genius is, you think everybody's going to be locked up until November? I mean, you, I, don't know what, I don't know what's in store for these Democratic-run areas. But they're in a lot of trouble, financially, economically. And then these scumbags have the damn nerve to come out and say, oh, well, we need to be bailed out. You know, we need money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, doesn't everybody, you know, you spend shit. You spend money on some of the dumbest shit, most reckless stuff on the face of the earth that benefits third-class citizens and does nothing for your people, and then you just want, you want us to put the bill? Hell no. What, where, where are we living? And I mean, and it's, it's like these, these voter things, it's no joke. Trump needs to put in legislation. You have the United States Postal Service now, a worker for them, who is, who is now getting charged uh, because he was involved with voter fraud and tampering with different ballots. Wow. The Democrats have the U.S. Postal Service working for them. 
how far does it go until it ends? Guys, this is insanity. They are so desperate to get rid of Trump. Um, It was announced today that the Trump administration may create official panel on big tech's anti-conservative bias. So here's the thing. We've been talking about this for a long time. Big tech is probably the biggest threat to our country, I think, over anything. Uh, If you think about how much involvement they have over people's brains, influence, uh, it's Everybody reads the news now on social media. Everybody buys everything on social media. Everybody updates their everyday life on social media. It controls the entire world. And think about where they're getting all this dark money from. A lot of it comes from China. And, and I, I've always had a hard time believing that something will be done to big tech because they are more rich than anyone, and they can keep making excuses. They can keep playing these loophole games. They can keep paying people off in D.C. I mean, there's so many different variables that I can go into of what they're guilty of and how, it's, how I don't think things are going to change. I love Trump. I admire him for going after this and tackling this issue. I think some will change, but I don't think you're going to get a full result. I think there's still going to be, especially right now. I mean, he's tackling the issue at a perfect time with election season right around the corner, but, I, I, you know, it takes – this, it's like a swamp. It's like the D.C. swamp. These big tech companies are years and years of pile-up of dirty, dirty money influencing everything they say and how they orchestrate their algorithm. I work in tech. I know this business. I build apps, apps to the future. I can also build tracking devices. I can, I can build a lot of different things, and I study this market every day, every second. So you know what? I, I – <laughs> I mean, think about, think about all the reports that have recently came out, uh, how Facebook, how Twitter uh, has given all this power to China in terms of information being spread, and uh, the whole censoring Republicans. I think there were only like 10 or 20 censored Republicans. Uh, no, wait, there was like 1,000 censored Republicans in the algorithm, and there was only like 10 Democrats censored. So you talk about a bias. You talk about a damn bias. Something needs to be done. I don't know what, because, you know, like I said, in a lot of ways, big tech makes the laws, and we need big tech more than anything. I mean, big technology is the future. It's more, this is where we've come. You know, you, you, don't, you don't see anybody doing anything else um, except, you know, using their smartphones. I mean, this is, this is what we've come to. Um, let's see here. So I didn't mention this earlier, but the Justice Department has said that the L.A. stay-at-home orders, quite possibly the extension could be illegal. Uh, It it goes against the Constitution in a lot of ways. And and if you look at the results, uh, not just in L.A., in places that are run by Democrats that are still closed, they've had a strong decline in cases. Uh, They've been, you know— there's been many doctors that have recommended they reopen uh, with way better expertise than, you know, these Joe Schmo politicians. Uh, but these Joe Schmo politicians, these scumbags, you know, they're so jaded. They're, so, they're on this power trip. They're in their one-dimensional alternate universe, and they can't get rid, you know, they can't get rid of uh, their, their whole mindset. You know, they have to be in charge. This election is more important to them than ever before. Um, and, you know, rather than help people, 
they are, you know, pushing this voter fraud, like I said. But, I, I, you know, how, how are we how are we going to um, really get through to these people? I mean, what I see happening eventually uh, is the feds getting involved. Uh, Trump's going to get the federal and gov- government involved. If these governors keep doing this, it's not it's not going to fly. And I'm seeing now uh, Democrats paid uh, Pennsylvania election officials to stuff ballot boxes. Think about that. Stuffing ballot boxes. Democrats are – and that's one of the biggest to win in 2020. I mean, this, this is no joke, guys. This is no joke. It's a, and, and it's a scam. Why all of a sudden – and you have Democrats on video from years ago saying, oh, this vote-by-mail thing, it's a great way to have voter fraud. It's a great way for you know, things to go south and not, not, you know, not be productive and really uh, not give us a fair election. Now you have them all for it because the only way they can beat Trump is by doing crooked things. They can't get honest, American, real, sufficient votes. It's not in the cards for them. They have to bend the rules and twist everything. That's what they have to do. You know? Um, and, you know, China really uh, pissing me off. You know, they, they're trying to make statements with their little, their, little, their little dick propaganda machine. You know, all these news outlets over there, these, these, these pricks, man, they, they, think, they think they're better than everybody else. Well, everybody else, the way they act, the way they come off in their media, and they're saying we're on the verge of a cold war. They're going to come over here, and, and that they think it's going to be the next cold war with the U.S. Yeah, really? Really? Because last time I checked, fools, and I'll tell this to anybody, and if you want to look at numbers, if any liberal or any Mr. Know-it-all or, 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 or pompous scum wants to debate me on this, I'll be happy to. But China needs us more than we need them. China needs us more than we need them. I'll say it again. China needs us more than we need them. They have been ripping us off for the longest time. They have manipulated our currency. They have, you know, basically bribery at every single level. They've shoved money down other leaders' throats in the U.S., which is why they've gone so far. Um, you, you, go, you go on and on. And, you know, their leaders are smart. I'm not going to take that away from them. But, uh, you know, once you give them a, 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 fail, a fair playing field and, and something that's leveled and controlled uh, where they're not, you know, uh, stealing, uh, you know, they, they're, they're little suckers. They're little puppy dogs. You know, you, you, China, they can't live without us. China cannot live without us. And we, we, look, at, look at Trump winning the trade war. You know how defeated they felt? You know how, I mean, they felt like they got, you know, pounded with a, with a strap on the worst you could ever. I mean, I mean, they, you know, they got just hammered in the ass. I mean, it was, Jesus Christ, guys. I mean, you never had anyone go after them as, as you know, strong and tough as, as Trump did. I mean, this guy... And look at look at look at how their economy suffered. Fifty, sixty year low. I mean, and then you know we saw what happened after. They couldn't they couldn't handle it, so they had to come back and try to screw with all our people. So messed up. You know what though? If a, you know if a war's coming, hey China, watch out because you don't you're messing with the wrong country. You're you're messing with a leader that you know isn't going to play your games. And if he has to. 
you know, he'll take matters into his own hands. You know what? If you if we want to play this, and we're not we're not giving up. And you know, just like Trump says to the media, uh, how do you know there's not going to be retaliation from me? I, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I, I can say that uh, we're not happy with China. And uh, he said basically something like, uh, there will there will be consequences. There will be, and we will wait and see. But uh, you know, Trump is one of the most strategic, one of the most brilliant individuals on earth. I have a great feeling about uh, what he's going to come back with. Um, okay, I want, I want to bring this up. So, and this whole corona thing is the biggest waste of time. And I've talked about this on my show many times. It's the biggest waste. I mean, think about this. Over 30 million jobs lost. You have companies that are going out of business. And it's a, lar- it's, it's, it's a significant percentage. Uh, you have people that are suicide rates at an all-time high, um, divorces at an all-time high, violence at an all-time high, uh, drug use at an all-time high. And they want – this is all because of a, a virus that is less severe than the flu. The flu kills more people, and we've been through much worse. Think about everything America had to go through, some of the worst epidemics on earth that killed millions of people. We never shut the economy. This is all part of the new world order. This is all part of the whole election system. There's no doubt about it. They, they, an election season's coming up. They need to, they, they tried everything. They tried with Mueller. They tried with Ukraine. They tried with, you know, however they could impeach him. And however they could impeach him, nothing, nothing would stick. So then the last resort for them was destroying the economy. And we all know all these politicians on the left have strong ties to the elites in China. That's how they've made a lot of their money. That's why Nancy Pelosi's worth $300 million. You know, it's, it's sixed up. And the Chamber of Commerce, who you would think would be on our side, made a statement the other day saying the U.S. must not reshore production to the U.S. from, from China. Because Trump is trying to get a lot of stuff out of China. And the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Commerce is even compromised by China. I mean, that's, that's how bad our, our entities in government are at this point. We have China compromising different agencies in our own country and entities. I mean, that should, that should scare the hell out of anybody. Guys, this is this, – I mean, just when you think it can't get any worse and, you know, it's like – and there's no evidence. Think about this. Tucker Carlson made this perfect point. There is no evidence that closing the economy saved lives. Matter of fact, it actually killed more people because, like I said earlier, more people are going to die from, you know, suicide and losing their jobs than from the actual virus. The toll that this is taking on the mental health is, I mean, I, I, I am so sad for so many people. You got people jumping out of freaking buildings. I mean, some people are treating this like it's 2008 again, even though I don't think it's that, you know, bad or, the, or that it's to that level. But still, crazy. I think we're going to bounce back. I think this is only a slight disruption. But, uh, you know, Jesus. Um, and, and meanwhile, while we're all, you know, uh, distracted with all this stupid corona thing that has barely killed yeah, it has. You know, it, it, the media has overly glorified and 
over, I mean, this, it's like the hysteria and the unnecessary drama and the fabrications and the lies. I mean, they're counting corona deaths with people that get shot just because they may have been around somebody that had it or somebody that dies of pneumonia. I mean, somebody that could die of a different reason, but they may have been around somebody with corona, they're putting that on the death certificate. So how are we supposed to get any sort of legitimate uh, answer? I mean, the CDC's lying. The who's lying. Um, majority of these places with the high deaths are blue states. And the nursing homes, how do you justify that? I mean, the, 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 tell me that's not a political move right there. Totally a political move. I mean, killing all these people's families, and you've got nothing to say for yourself, and you've got Jerkoff, Cuomo, uh, Pierce Nipples with uh, his brother Fredo on CNN making jokes about stuff. Kidding me right now? Like, what, the, what, what, what are we dealing with? And, I mean, cancer rates are increasing. You have all these things that people are supposed to go to the doctor for that have been held off because of some big hoax of a virus. I'm not saying this virus isn't, isn't real, but it's no different than the flu. And you have way more severe things that are not being addressed because everybody's so scared and brainwashed and getting fear-mongered by the media. And, and, and don't forget this. Everybody's trying to say how bad hydrochloroquine is. But in reality, the only reason they're saying it, most of these politicians, is because they're in bed with the pharmaceuticals and because this drug is so cheap. It's been treated – it's been used to treat malaria. It's been used to treat a lot of different things. But these politicians want the more expensive drug so they can get the kickback. Washington, D.C. has been in bed with pharmaceuticals for the longest, longest time. It's not a secret. And they try to twist the narrative and make everybody, you know – think we're stupid by saying chloroquine and hydrochloroquine are the same thing they're not the same thing so get over yourself i mean we've had so many different examples the 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 uh the the lady in uh i think it was michigan um black lady uh not a fan of trump now she will support trump what she didn't have much time left to live and they tried one more thing and guess what it was hydrochloroquine saved her life. Amy Klobuchar was just leaked on audio the other day saying her husband took um, hydrochloroquine, saved his life. I could, I could give so many different examples. Why, the, why is the media trying to kill us? Why are they trying to tell us that it's that terrible thing? Idiotic moron Neil, Neil Cavuto. What are you talking about, brother? I mean, you, you've really gone downhill on Fox News. I mean, t- t- telling the president that, you know, I mean, Jesus. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, main thing, obviously. And, you know, every time he talks, he just gets, well, actually before. No, no, I'll, I'll get to I'll, the, the last thing I'll get to. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the last thing after that. But Joe Biden, the more he talks, I mean, it, it, it's literally sad to watch. At first, it's funny. It's like a broken record. I mean, it's senile. It's dementia. Um, it's everything wrong you can think of. I mean, this guy, you can tell he's not there. Um, and his family is very selfish for not stepping in. It proves they only care about power and, and care about being in charge. You know, otherwise, they would get him the proper help because he belongs in a nursing home. The guy can't even form a complete sentence. He can't even count to four. Uh, he can't even remember where he is half the time. He was out for the first time in public in two months. He hasn't been out in public in two months. Today or yesterday on Memorial Day, uh, 
he is in his basement, can't even remember his lines when on an interview. Uh, it's one gap after the other. Every single day, he says something dumber and dumber. He made statements the other day saying people in jail don't know how to read. Well, uh, listen, idiot. I know many people in jail that can read perfectly. I mean, how are you going to get the minority vote or the black vote by saying stupid shit like that? And the dumbest thing he said, and, the, and, I, and I had to go rewatch, I had to go rewatch it, was that if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. <laughs> wow. If you don't vote for me, then you're not black. Imagine if Donald Trump made a similar statement. The media would be screaming bloody murder. They would not be able to turn off the news. I, I, I mean, I, it would be a bloodbath. I mean, you – I can't even imagine. I mean, can you guys – but with Biden, they protect him. They make him look like this amazing, talented, humble, respectful individual. They don't want to show stuff about Tara Reid, or, or they do very little as possible. They don't want to show where he's fondling little kids and touching little kids and touching women even. They don't want to talk about his son and China. They don't want to talk about the new revelations that just came out that uh, uh, Biden was getting donations through a lobbying firm from China for his library. Uh, I mean, what, what, what do we have to do to, <laughs> I mean, come on. How, how can you really, with a straight face, continue to put up a shield for this guy? What the hell is going on, people? And, and you know, he, he, he attacked, you know, and he says, he makes comments like, well, if, if you think Tara Reid is telling the truth, then maybe you shouldn't vote for me. Well, what happened to believe in all women, Joe? I mean, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, dude. And, and the whole, you know, um, the BET founder, and, and there's, there, you know, he was on that interview the other day. He got a lot of negative press in terms of how he – after he made that comment, a lot of people said you can't take the black vote for granted. Uh, people like P. Diddy called him out. Uh, the B B E T founder, uh, Robert Johnson, who's a very good guy, called him out, saying he should apologize to every single black person, which he won't. Um, a lot of big names came out and said, "Who the fuck are like basically who the fuck are you, bro? Like who are you? You know?" And, and you know you got Biden always making these promises saying that he's going to go after people like Amazon and speaking of that Amazon fired back at him the other day saying hey Joe you've been in here for 30 years and you've let you've let us get away with whatever we wanted and uh so basically I mean it's like the Democrats say the same old shit and you know I, I know I kind of drifted a little bit just there but they say the same old thing but they're owned by these people they are it's really what it is um it's crazy it is, it's a crazy time. Final thing I want to say, and I didn't talk about this last week, and I don't really talk about usually sports on my show, but this was on Breibart the other day, and we just have to settle this once and for all. So I'm sure most people listening watched The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls documentary, perhaps the greatest sports team to ever live in any sport. It doesn't matter. Uh, they, changed, uh, they changed the whole culture. Uh, of, of this fascinating industry. You know, every single person was obsessed 
with this team. They were like the Beatles, you know, uh, and, um, you know, just how much of a phenomenon and, and what, what they created and what they, how much light they were able to shine and how much, you know, uh, and, and Michael Jordan, you know, after watching this, there's no debating who the greatest of all time is. I mean, this guy, he makes it look easy. But we all know he's the hardest worker ever, ever in the NBA. And that's why he's the best. You know, he, he makes a very good quote saying, I failed over and over and over, and that is why I succeed. It's absolutely true. And, you know, I, I, I just I took away from that whole documentary just uh, – it's just – it really left a, a feeling of nostalgia, uh, just so much sentimental value, uh, just so much um, – appreciation you know we, we don't have those times in sports anymore we don't have that you know um environment where you know people make the game fun we have too many soft social justice warriors that uh, think a love tap is a foul in today's nba or you know they want to talk about politics back in those days you know jordan and all these people you know they they stayed uh, doing you know what they knew how to do which was play sports play basketball you know, and I miss those days. And, I'm, and there was a poll out, and LeBron versus Jordan. Who's a better player? Who's a better player? 73% say Jordan. I mean, this shouldn't even be a poll. This shouldn't even be a, a topic of discussion. Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Nobody will ever be on the same level. The closest thing is Kobe Bryant, but he's still on a different level. I mean, Jordan, he, he, he made basketball what it is. Nobody has ever – I mean, you talk about Air Jordan, the, one of the most popular shoes of all time. Uh, I mean, just even if you didn't watch basketball, you knew who Michael Jordan was. Master at branding. And, and you know, I, I really loved how they put everything into perspective in that documentary. I really do. Sorry, guys. I just I had to say that. But uh, but guys, I mean, seriously, I hate I hate anybody who tries to do the Michael Jordan Lebron comparison. It's annoying. Um, I want to go to uh, first and foremost. Let's go to retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, go ahead. Thanks, Rory. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on uh, Michael Jordan. We won't get into that, but uh, you know my thoughts on that. I agree 100%. I want to tell Todd that he's not the only one walking around without a mask during this whole thing. I've decided once I realized that what this thing was all about, it was probably more about the election than it was about the virus. Michael, I think the mask yeah. thing, I think the mask thing is about control. I think it's about them telling us what to do, trying to you know, use that whole power tripping model because in Arizona, we're not even required to wear one. Thank God. Well, I think it's a test run for the mark of the beast. They're trying out all these liberal policies, every one of them. Look at some of these radical states. But, you know, they succeeded in stopping a lot of American tradition. You know, they totally destroyed Memorial Day, where we could honor our veterans. You know, this 4th of July, we're going to celebrate our 244th year, you know, of the founding of our country and all the freedoms that came along with it. All those veterans gave up their lives to preserve those freedoms, and yet we weren't able to honor them properly. And the same thing is going to happen at the 4th of July. They'll find some reason. They've already, in my area, they've already canceled all 4th of July celebrations. Uh, it, it just got out of control. And, 
you know, we went from masks not being required to, in many places, masks being required and them calling it, well, a new normal. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a signature thing now for people to wear their own masks. They don't realize how dangerous it is. You know, the one thing I missed during the lockdown, Roy, was going to a restaurant. So I think I, I mentioned that to you before. I had two different waiters at two different restaurants tell me that, you know, these people, these guys are in great shape, you know, guys and girls both. And, you know, they're young, good shape. And they said they both found themselves short of breath after wearing these masks for long periods of time during shifts. And I told them, I said, you can't wear a mask that long, you know. Medical people are trained, and they only wear it in a most specific environment. You know, they're not, they don't wear masks on an eight-hour shift. You know, Dr. Fauci himself, I think that was in a May 6th or 7th interview, said the masks do you absolutely no good. I just wanted to get that off my chest. You see that Twitter is now going to put a warning label on the president's tweets and fact check it. Oh, yeah, they're trying to ban the president, Michael. Have you ever heard of anything so ludicrous? They want to ban ban the president of the United States. And you know why they want to? It's because he's actually giving the American people and his voters honest information because of all the fake news and how crazy things have become with with our system. Right. And I think what did it was this last uh, one of these last tweets regarding Joe Scarborough. I'm going to tell you something. Trump has I've never, never has he ever tweet, tweeted anything that didn't have some truth to it. You can fact check all his tweets you want. Something's yeah. coming with Joe Scarborough. You can take that oh, yeah, to the back. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna get to I was gonna get to that too and tell you, uh, you know, you you're a homicide detective, you're a retired police chief. You know, this isn't a conspiracy theory. Joe Scarborough suddenly left office after a woman his intern ended up dead. She was apparently in very good shape and then randomly falls and hits her head. And then, I mean, it's weird. The whole thing's weird. But the media wants you to know, say we're crazy. Th- you know, it. All I had to do was, all I had to do was read a couple of lines of old news posts regarding that as a, as a homicide detective to know that there was false play. You know, I could have bought into that and I would have listened to what, a mitigating circumstance. About her what do you think it was? Do you think he, you think it was an affair? Well, the fact was, this affair. girl made an 8 o'clock appointment for him. She made an 8 o'clock appointment for him in Florida on that day. Now, she wouldn't have made an appointment if he hadn't been there. His argument was he was in Washington, D.C. Well, you wouldn't have had your secretary or an intern in at your Florida office schedule you an 8 o'clock meeting if you didn't intend to be there. I think he has a lot to answer for. That fact in and of itself is enough to warrant opening that case back up, which I think it already is. I think somebody's looking into this. But, you know, back on this big tech thing, you know, this goes back, and you watch Out of Shadows. You know what I'm talking about. This goes back to Operation Mockingbird. This is all the CIA. We all know that Facebook came from LifeLog, which was a CIA project. You know, you know, a bunch of kids didn't get together and build Facebook in a garage. This was given to them by the CIA. They announced they were ending LifeLog, and all of a sudden, the same day, Facebook pops up. This is not a secret. 
You know, this is Operation Mockingbird, and this is about to be exposed. I think you can look for that to come soon. I think this whole CIA and the things that have been going on with the CIA, not only in this country, but in other countries, is going to be exposed. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, Michael. This, I'm sorry. Is this a vote by mail thing, right? Yeah, this vote by mail, uh, you know, until we clean the voter rolls up in a lot of states, and, and some conservative states too, because some conservative states, like the one I live in, has a couple of major Democratic counties, right? Those vote totals always seem to come in last. Why is that? You know, the voter rolls need to be looked at all over, and I know that's happening. You know, and I know Tom Fitton's doing yeoman's work on that, uh, and where there's still time to do that in a lot of these states. But I really believe this coronavirus thing is directly related to this push for vote by mail. And you're starting to see, you mentioned the one in West, the case in West Virginia with the mail carrier. That was a judge, I believe it was in Pennsylvania too, that they caught voting multiple times in a in the voting place. You're going to start to see more of these cases come from information on these cases coming out. The feds have been looking into this starting with the 2016 election and then again in the 2018 election. They've compiled a lot of data, and I think you're going to start to see the, the fruits of their investigation start to come out because, you know, people are buying into this. I saw just in the county where I live that over 33,000 people had applied to or vote by mail. Now, I live in Indiana. We have a voter ID. So I'm sure the state has some means where they're going to have you put your driver's license number or something down to verify that ballot shares. But you're still relying on the, on the postal service. You know, I, I just don't, I don't like the idea at all. I, I'm, I'm looking for the government, and I think this could wind up in the Supreme Court before in plenty of time for the election. Uh, I think you're going to get a national voter ID. I've said it on the show before. I think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, the lockdowns have been proven. You know, again, I'm going to try to tie that in. The lockdowns have been proven to be unaffected. You know, they've been more effective at uh, killing cancer patients, as you mentioned. Suicide rates are going through the roof. Incidents of domestic violence. I know several policemen have told me, you know, the incidence of domestic abuse, not just spousal abuse, but uh, parental abuse against children and things like that, just skyrocketing. Uh, you know, you got elderly people just dying of loneliness. You know, they're so afraid to leave their house because they still watch the mainstream media. You know, and that was the other thing, you know, about the mask is that but this was concerning me a little bit, is that I went through this whole pandemic. I was out almost every day, right? I was in the grocery stores. I was in gas stations. I was everywhere. You know, no one ever had a mask. No, I, I never wore one, you know? Right. Now, all of a sudden, it seems like the more I go out, I was I was in the grocery store earlier this, uh, this evening. And it seemed, yeah. I was just in that store a couple of days ago, and it seemed like there's more people wearing masks. And I'm not sure what the what the big push is here when we know that they're totally ineffective and they're probably far more dangerous for you than 
than than not wearing a mask because you're you're reading your system's fighting off viruses daily, and if you keep breeding those same viruses back in, now they're multiplying in your body through that mask, which serves as a petri dish. So I, I just don't yeah. see the health benefits, and I think and, if you read mask, enough articles. And the ma- I mean, look at ahead. all the bacteria that gets. Get, look at all the bacteria that gets on these masks. There's a lot of different doctors and scientists. That, yeah, they they have a lot of studies that said masks to make it worse. They make it way worse, and uh, you know, and I, I've heard a couple of doctors make some great points. You know, your eyes are susceptible to virus, so unless you're going to wear the mask over your eyes, you know, which is virtually impossible. Uh, but you know, again. You were absolutely spot on about the HCQ. I got into that last week, and I won't get into it this week. But if you go back and do a little history, uh, some of these organizations, you know, like the National Institute of Health, which is Fauci's organization, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the WHO, the China CDC, the uh, PEPFAR, which you're going to hear more about, I believe, uh, all these organizations are corrupt. And they're all in bed with Big Pharma. The China Foundation's in there, too. Let's not forget them. They're all in bed with Big Pharma, and they don't want a cheap drug like hydroxychloroquine. We know the benefits. They know the benefits. Fauci did that study in 2005 where it said hydroxychloroquine, with that regimen of hydroxychloroquine, kills all the coronavirus and SARS virus. His own study in 2005. Yet he gets up there in those pressers every day and says it's anecdotal. He knows the difference. I still think the president's funding him out there because did you know who Dr. Fauci was before this started? Nobody knew who he was. Now everybody knows who he is. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go down in bricks too with that whole Gates thing because Gates ain't out of the woods yet. You know, Italy's trying to prosecute him right now. So you mentioned Joe Biden, and I know you're pressed for time, so I won't take up too much more of your time. And I don't want to say a whole lot about Joe, because I just don't think, as we talk tonight, that he's going to be their nominee. You know, based on what that representative from the DNC said, they had to have their convention because they haven't picked a nominee yet. Biden wasn't going to be their nominee. I just think everything has been pre-planned. You know, if you think this virus happened by accident, then you should think again. You know, you had the Russian investigation, the Ukraine thing, the impeachment thing, and then coronavirus. There's a change of batter coming in the Democratic ticket. I, I can believe that. Because it would seem to me that this whole racial comment would have been treated much differently. It's almost like they're intentionally just, they know Biden's not going to be the candidate, so they're not really concerned about it. With regards to China, Rory, you you were pretty much spot on. I don't really think we're in a Cold War with China. We don't need to be in a Cold War because they pretty much have had carte blanche in the United States since the first Bush. Uh, And they've had a total cooperation with all the presidents prior to Trump. They've had total cooperation for the most part with the, with the uh, United States Senate and the, and the members of the House, especially with our universities. Uh, 
You know, who do you think was stealing off that information off that unsecure server Hillary Clinton was using? The Chinese stole a lot of secrets from us. So in addition to what they've stole from us and what they've, what they've stole regarding tech uh, or using tech to steal secrets and things like that, they've been given things. And, you know, you mentioned sports. You know, you remember sports like I remember sports where politics wasn't involved. Now it seems like across the board, politics is in sports everywhere. And we mentioned that a little bit last week. But the sad and thing you know, is it, these politics are like, in bed with China. Yeah, and you know what I think? You know what I think has really kind of made it made it worse in a way, and I think it, it kind of it's made it more of a talking politics and sports has become more of a trend because of look at all the social media that's been created over these past few years. I mean, everybody wants their own platform. Everybody wants to you know find all these different ways that they can capitalize on. You know, back in the old days, we didn't really have that. We had a couple TV stations that you would watch each game or program on, and that was it. And, you know, it was, they, they were very grounded, you know, now you've got so many opportunities and ways that you can get yourself into trouble. You know what I mean? Right. And I think China's learned that, uh, you know, for a, for a dictatorship, uh, communist China, they realized that they could utilize their people to make a lot of money. They can make a lot of money off the motion picture industry. They can make a lot of money off sports in the United States. And they've done that. And, and you know, our movie industry and our sports industry have played right into their hands. And, you know, I think that has to change. And I agree that, uh, you know, we you mentioned the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. You know, you've had the Chamber of Commerce and the business roundtable. They're the ones that have been fighting for open borders. They're the ones that have been fighting for all the things that the true American patriot is against. Uh, you know, we're fortunate during this crisis, though, Roy, is that the economy has stayed resilient. Trump built a remarkable economy. And even though I think we're going to lose a sad portion of some of the smaller businesses, and even a lot of the bigger businesses, I was reading some articles of some restaurant chains that probably won't make it through the end of the year, I still think overall we're doing really, really well considering the amount of business that's been shut down. But I look for a bounce back. I really do. And I think it's going to come sooner than what many people think. But with that, uh, I'd be watching the news closely because I think some things are going to break here. You know, we've had a lot of drip, drip, drip of information with Grinnell. Uh, and now you're going to have Ratcliffe take over. And you have to love the way that played out. You could have never got Ratcliffe through the through the Congress back when he first mentioned Ratcliffe, if you remember that, right? So he puts Grinnell in there. Grinnell will live, unleash his hell, and Ratcliffe kind of flies right through confirmation. And I don't want to get too much into the session thing. I think you know where I stand. You know, he was probably the most honest guy to ever hold a Senate seat. Uh, I think there's something underlying going on. You know, I give Jeff Sessions a lot of credit for what he did with immigration, what he did with Nexium, what he did with the Epstein thing, what he did with right. human and child trafficking. And I think the president doesn't want him back in the Senate because I really think at some point there's 169 sealed 
169,000 sealed indictments. At some point, you're going to need prosecutors and good ones. Look for just sessions. Let me get this straight. Do you think the whole Jeff Sessions, Donald Trump feud back and forth is somewhat of theater? Do you actually think there's more there? Like Trump and him have, Trump and him have something that they know that other people don't that they're that they might release. I mean, what do you? Is that what you're trying to get yep, at? Yeah, and after almost four years, Roy, and having a radio show, you should figure out now how the president operates. Okay. When it comes time to appoint prosecutors and appoint people that are going to try some of these cases against some of these deep state actors, you want people you know you can trust. And regardless of how much the president has came out, has come out here lately and slammed Sessions, Sessions is still one of the president's staunchest supporters. Look at it. He, he had a tweet not long ago. He said, I don't care what anybody says. I supported the president from the beginning, and I will continue to support this president. He never says a derogatory word. Look for something to happen there, Roy. And with that, I know you're busy tonight, so thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being here, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Uh, Retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi, always a pleasure. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. You can reach me on Twitter at Michael Valsi. and uh, you can direct message me if you'd like. I'm usually on it three or four times a day. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Stay with us. A lot more to get into. Um, always love your insights. So th- thanks, my friend. Um, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. I want to make sure um, we have – we have uh, – Tulare County Sheriff from California, Mike, uh, do, do I pronounce it? Uh, Bordeaux? Bordeaux? How do I pronounce it? That's pretty close. It's going to be Boudreaux. Okay. That's a hard one. Well, I'm glad I know now. Um, big fan of yours, my friend. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Your first time on. Um, I've been reading a lot about you in the headlines. Um, obviously, there's a a lot of different controversies going on with California and trying to, you know, uh, th- their governor and, and their laws trying to go against human rights. But you're one of those guys that uh, has been standing up for, you know, uh, the people and, and what this country was built upon in the Constitution. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, I, I, I truly am. I believe I'm a sheriff who uh, really supports and defends the Constitution. I think we're seeing far less of that across the state of California, which is unfortunate. Uh, I'm, I'm a second-term sheriff elected. I've been with the sheriff's office here, and it's called Tulare, uh, Tulare County. Uh, we're right in the heart of California. Uh, we're a big agricultural community. Uh, we ha- produce uh, $80 billion plus uh, dollars a year in regards to agriculture across the world. Uh, we're probably one of the very few in California, but we do have some. We actually have agricultural detectives. Uh, we investigate cattle thieves, horse thieves. Uh, one of the most recent that came up was pistachio thieves in the tune of about half a million dollar truckloads uh, going back east. So we have our, our share of gangs and, and crime and homicides, just like every community across the nation does. We're no different in that regard. Our population's uh, about a half a million people. Uh, according to the census, a little less than that, but we're really we're easily uh, 
a half a million plus people in our county. Uh, so I, I do. I'm proud to be the sheriff of Tulare County and uh, proud to serve the people uh, of this county and this state. I love it. I love it. And tell everybody, for people that don't know, what areas does your county cover? You know, we have 4,500 square miles. I don't know if you've ever heard of General Sherman Tree, uh, but it's the, the redwoods up in our, our Sierra Nevada uh, mountains. And then we have uh, flatlands as well. Uh, we've got uh, one of the biggest cities is called Visalia. It's about 160,000 people in that city. So we got a broad spectrum. We have uh, country living, mountain living, and city living. We have it all in our county. We have all four seasons here, and um, we have a broad spectrum, a good diversity of people here. Uh, we we, we uh, Coming through the center of California, coming up through Mexico, we do have a lot of migrant workers that come in and work the agricultural land. Uh, but I don't want to make it out to be just ag. I mean, we do have a lot of uh, great business and entrepreneurs who are popping up all over, plus industry and, and large business uh, here in our county. So um, we kind of have the best of all worlds right in the center. If you take a look at the map in, in California and you look up T-U-L-A-R-E, Tulare County, we're smack dab in the middle of uh, God's country here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? Tell everybody, you know, kind of the responses you're getting, because I know you're getting a lot of praise, a lot of good, you know, words of encouragement from people around the country. Uh, But obviously there's others, especially uh, on the left that are trying to, you know, criticize you, go after you. Uh, It's just not being very nice. You know what I mean? And uh, who are, and, and, and here's the thing. What 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 bat what baffles me and what I can't fathom or comprehend is how these people think they have the nerve to tell us how to live our lives and you know when in reality people are trying to make a living provide for their families but these people are still getting paid these politicians it's it's disgusting. Yeah, I don't believe in it. You know what I believe in is we're doing the right thing for the people who live here. Um, you know, we have small businesses that are failing. We have even medium-sized businesses that are failing. I get phone calls all the time from people just saying, Sheriff, we need your help. We need to get our businesses back and running. Our families are suffering. And that really goes to my heartstrings. You know, I really believe that I was elected for the people and by the people. And I don't want that to sound like a cookie-cutter answer because I live it and I believe it. And uh, when I hear these stories, I just can't help but feel that Governor Newsom is not listening to the small guy. They're not listening to the people just trying to put food on their table. When we're looking at shutting down our school systems, when we're looking to shutting down our small businesses, and when people start to have to rely on the government, we're in big trouble, Rory. You know, uh, the problem with uh, socialism is eventually you end up spending everyone else's money, and then you don't have anything left. We've got to get our small businesses open. We've got to let America grow. We've got to let California grow, and we've got to get people back up on their feet. I've got to be honest. You know, we're, I'm receiving far more support comments than I am the negative, but I am receiving, receiving some, you know, some slaps from the left because they, they feel as if everyone needs to rely on the state. They need to rely on the government. They need to hunker down in their homes. They need to be kept away and locked away. What a worse what a worse message you can be sending from anyone in an elected position that you want people just to hunker down in their homes and rely on the government. We can't have that. 
So for me, what I've been doing as best I can is getting my voice out there and making sure people listen. I'm fighting behind the scenes, working with our legislators in California. We've got a lot of good people in California. You know, we kind of get a bad rap, I think, sometimes. There's a lot of good conservative Republicans as well as moderate Democrats who who are really wanting us to move forward. Um, you know, take a look at my county. We have half a million people, give or take. We've only got a little over 1,500 cases, and of those, 600 of them have already recovered. We only have 17 in the hospital, and our county is considered one of the highest uh, uh, numbers of positive cases in the state of California based on our population. And so when you look at those numbers, we're at, what, 0.02% of our overall population, and the governor says my county cannot open. Now, fortunately, some of our elected here locally with our board of supervisors, they said they weren't going to have it. They voted three to two to get our county back open again. <clears throat> but with that, you know, we're receiving the heavy hand of our state government, you know, threatening to take away federal money from, uh, from the feds that have come down for a state of emergency address, which is unfortunate. And it really is kind of a threatening uh, uh, heavy hand, in my opinion. I think it's overreach. Having said that, you know what, we're opening up anyway. We're trying to get people on their feet, taking care of their kids. You know, for me, I'm very fortunate. I live in a home that has a little bit of land on it. You know, I'm able to get outside. But the people I talk to, they're, they're in apartments. They're in small rental places. They're, they're cutting hair. They're mowing lawns. They're doing, you know, these jobs just to, you know, put food on the table and pay the bills. And they want to pay the bills. They don't want to rely on government. And so how can you take a family of four or six in a small 600-square-foot apartment and say, stay home, don't get out, don't take a walk, don't get in the sunshine? Um, Rory, I, I just can't stand for it. So as a sheriff, I, I have to get out there and, and make sure people know that there is someone who supports them and there's someone that's going to defend them. Amen. Amen, sir. God, God bless you. I, you know, I... I I think it's it's amazing what you're doing. Now, what what industries were were affected the hardest in your area? You know, uh, there's a lot of different things. You know, we have a lot of uh, small business when it comes to restaurants, uh, paint shops. We have you know your average Joe out there, uh, blue collar yeah. work that's just trying to you know everything that you would imagine in every community across the state. Our pizza owners, our pizzerias, our our Mexican restaurants, you know, we have a large population of uh, um, Hispanic community here. We love our Mexican restaurants, but, but they're all shut down, and, uh, you know, they're not going to survive. You know, this drive-through option, I don't know if you've heard of that, where you, you order your food and you drive. It's not going to work. People yeah. like getting out of their home and sitting and socializing. Um, a lot of that's failing. Everything that we have in most communities uh, across the nation, across the state, is the same that you would see in mainstream America. Well, Sheriff, I'm I'm really rooting for you, man. I, I really love everything you're doing. You're a true patriot. Uh, I, I you know I keep up the great work. Thank you for sticking up, pushing in for the people and, and for the rule of law and really doing what what's right. And you know that really takes a pair a big pair of balls, man. You know, uh, it's it's not easy to uh, you know uh, stand to to stand strong like this. A, a lot of people would backpedal, but. You know, you're standing firm, you're, you're staying with your decision, and uh, I give you such high praise, and I applaud it. Uh, how do people get in contact with you? Obviously, I know you have Twitter, you have social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, I do. I've, I've got social media, I've got Twitter. Twitter's been just exploding, Rory, because 
you know, and I'd like to think it's because of me, you know, uh, the ego maybe gets in the way sometimes, but that's not true. You know, I'm, I'm sending a message out there humbly uh, to people who, who are really looking for leadership and, and supporting what they believe in. And so when that message is out there, they want to get behind that person, support that person. And, and so you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's Mike Boudreau, uh, four, the number four. Uh, you can enter my name and, and go on there and look and find that Twitter account, or you can get on my uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook's been blowing up as well. A lot of support. I'd encourage people to come on, take a follow, uh, let me know you're there, and we'll, we'll, we'll be in this fight together. You know, and, and I hear that all the time. You know, we're in this together. Man, I don't know if we're all in this together. I think that, that some people uh, are just like, you know what, we're going to pick a side, and we'll pick the side that we think is going to support our Constitution. And if you want to come with us, then we're going to be together. But this staying-at-home stuff has got to end. Uh, our economy is impacted drastically. And, and you, know, it, you know, let me just say this at the very end. You know, uh, I'm a big supporter of getting our churches open, too. Um, you know, but right. our First Amendment protects that. And I put it out there. Yeah. I said, look, enjoy your, enjoy your First Amendment, folks, because I'm a sheriff. I'm not going to come and shut down your church. Um, and people, you know, right. on the left say, hey, you know, marijuana shops, those are essential medicines. You know what? I could care less if you smoke weed or not. You know what? The reality of it is the marijuana shop's not a constitutionally protected uh, position in the, in the First Amendment. But the freedom of religion is. So don't give me that malarkey about the marijuana shop and the bars having to stay open because we have to keep a good psyche for those in mental balance. I don't buy it. Yeah. You have to protect no, I, I, the constitution. Well said. Very, very well said. Uh, let's get you back on here very soon. I want to keep checking in with you, uh, but thank you for uh, joining us and feel free. If you want to listen uh, to the rest of the show, stay on the line. We got a lot more guests coming on, but I uh, really appreciate you being with us tonight. Hey, Rory, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. I will continue listening. I've been enjoying the show. God bless you, and, and best wishes. God bless you, too, sir. Thank you for everything you do for our country. And, uh, you know, you guys are the real heroes. So um, I, I, I applaud you. Have a great night. You, too. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. Uh, let's make sure. We have political consultant and lawyer, Mike Yoder. Mike, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Rory? Good to be here. How are you, man? Welcome to the show. First time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I live in the uh, liberal cesspool that is our nation's capital. Locked down. Can't uh, even go to Whole Foods without uh, <laughs> having to be encountered by police. So, uh, you know, lockdown has been exactly that. It's been locked down and uh, hoping that we start to open up soon. Jesus, man. I can only imagine. So D.C. is pretty bad right now, huh? You got you, it's basically like martial law in a sense yeah it's sort of like guantanamo bay it's sort of what i imagine <laughs> uh buddy tell it tell us a little bit about yourself i know you've had quite the career i know you're doing a lot of different political stuff uh tell us about it yeah so i'm working on some campaigns uh you know i'm not going to specifically say what which uh candidates i'm working with but i'm working on some political campaigns for congress i've worked a little bit with some senators and uh, a little bit with Congress, a little bit of lobbying, and then I'm also litigating some stuff in the courts dealing with the uh, with Section 230. I have some whistleblower cases, and then I also uh, am, am filing some defamation claims for media manipulation, and uh, of recent, I've gotten into some COVID-19 litigation for small businesses dealing with uh, insurance claims where they might be able to recover 
for the coronavirus under under their commercial insurance policies. Very nice, man. Very nice. So you're working on a lot of different things. There's obviously a lot going on in Washington, D.C., and we're so distracted with corona. But, I mean, behind the scenes and, and, and with everything that, you know, we've been hearing about constantly – it's 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 getting interesting, and it sounds like you're uh, you know in a lot of ways on the inside doing a, you know making things happen and really uh, bringing certain things to life. Yeah, I mean the, you know the one thing that that's most important to me is you know that at the end of the day you have issues and stuff, and then we we have a judicial system, we have the courts, we have three branches of government with separation of powers in place to make sure that there's checks and balances, there's equality, there's fairness, people have the ability to vindicate themselves in criminal courts and, and seek justice and, and become, quote-unquote, made whole in civil litigation. And unfortunately, uh, as we saw with General Flynn, just as a small aside, the courts have become uh, politicized and weaponized for left-leaning purposes. And, and my biggest issue right now is that once we have the, the, the integrity of the courts threatened, there is no last line of defense anymore once the last line of defense becomes nothing more than a leftist political weapon. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, we, I always talk about this on my show. You know, we, we've heard in reports some of the things the government has been involved with and what they're responsible for, but that, that's only stuff we know about. Imagine they're guilty of one thing. They're guilty of millions of things. It's just a matter of time before more and more stuff comes out. You know what I mean? I mean, they've been doing this for years. Yeah, and the, the issue, too, though, is, is the double standard, right? I mean, you have Flynn, Papadopoulos, Stone, that are right. getting forced right. into these corners and that they're getting forced into pleading guilty, as we know, based on handwritten, first-hand knowledge, FBI notes that say that their objective was to get Flynn to lie. So not only are we going after people who didn't commit crimes, framing them or setting them up, and then you have on top of that the government dismissing the case, stating that there was no statement of material matter or material fact, even if untrue, which is material, materiality is a requirement under Section 1001, which is what Flynn was charged under. And you have the government saying they can't prove a crime. The judge still won't even accept the dismissal. And then on top of it, go back and look at the other side of it. When you have a litany of crimes that have been committed by other political operatives on the left, starting with Obama all the way down, and there is not a scintilla of repercussion for those, and it's strictly based on the common denominator of differing political beliefs. No, I agree. I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, you, you study this stuff well, and, you're, you know, you're doing a lot of different things. How do you see Obamagate playing out? I mean, do you think we're going to see people in handcuffs? I mean, do you think we're going to see Kobe? Do you think we're going to see Brennan? Do you think we're going to see Stork? Do you think we're going to see Clapper? All these people face the music? I mean, I don't think that they're going to do it now. And, and, and the reason I say that is because I'm looking at the specific the, the specific After means, the election, though? Uh, uh, of, of criminal, of, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from criminal procedure. The first standpoint, and I'm, again, criminal law is not something that I, I practice on a regular basis, but still know a, a bit about. If we were to indict them now with your right to a speedy trial, they would be able to be through the process, right. through preliminary hearings, arraignments, grand jury indictments, you know, so on and so forth, and they could have the right. opportunity to voice their case before November. And there's nothing that could hit the Trump campaign worse than bringing the charges early 
and then having an exoneration yeah. or having it flop and right that's before why an I event. After, after the election, that's why I mentioned after the election would make the most sense, you know what I mean? Well, after the election, it would make the most sense because he's got nothing to lose. He's in office. They've already tried failed impeachment attempts. And, and the other side of it I look at is, you know, all these people that keep saying Trump's a criminal, Trump's corrupt, Trump's committed a crime. No, per, no president in United States history, and I would venture to say that no individual in politics, whether municipal, local, state, or federal, has ever been thoroughly honed and just absolutely scrutinized even a tenth of what Trump has been. Don't you think if he was a criminal, they would have found something? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look how, look, how, look how much they dug in 2016. The worst they could come up with was grab him by the pussy, uh, uh, something he said 15 years ago. That, that was supposed to be their smoking gun. That was supposed to be cracking the code, and that was supposed to have Hillary win. Didn't work. People, people you know, don't care about that kind of stuff, and they knew – that uh, Trump was the right candidate. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I'll even go so far, and I call the kind of black, I'm a straight shooter. I'll call people out when there's disinformation campaigns on the right. I'll call people out when there's, uh, you know, wrongful conduct, just like Dick Burr. I'll be the first person to say I want that man to resign. I don't care if he's a Republican senator, and I would call on the left to do the same with Feinstein and Kelly Loeffler regarding the SEC violations and the insider trading coming out of the, the COVID-19 uh, debacle. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll even go as far and, and openly admit and say that that statement isn't acceptable to be made, let alone by a presidential candidate. However, there is not a single person that is internally thinking to themselves, well, damn, I'm sure that I've said something in passing that would look real bad if it came out, whether I meant it or not, because it could be different context, whatever it may be. Not justifying the statement, but every single person has said something that they wish that they could take back or that they regret. And if you're looking at the president of the United States and the worst thing you can have come up is that he said, grab him by the pussy. I mean, hell, that's a statement. <laughs> Look at Biden's action. He, he, I mean, I don't know what it is with the Biden family. They have a sniffing problem, whether it's Hunter and cocaine or Joe Biden and children's hair. But they both have issues. And Biden, I, there's a four-minute compilation of Biden touching kids that are under the age of 18 years old to the point where they're visibly bothered, but no one wants to say anything about that. And Tara Reid's allegations are credible, yet no one wants to talk about that either. Exactly, exactly. The biggest hypocrisy double standard I've ever seen. And you know what? Uh, these people have been getting, getting away with it for the longest time. And imagine, you know, imagine if Trump would have – done some of these things or, or made a statement like, you know, if you don't vote for me, you know, then you're not black. I mean, I, just the things they get away with and what Joe Biden, how they protect him. And I talked about this earlier in my show and, you know, like just comments like by Ilhan Omar saying she believes Tara Reid, but she's still going to vote for Joe Biden because they need to get rid of Trump. I mean, these people are sick. Well, the, the issue is that they've doubled down so hard. And it's just like the old adage when you go to a casino. When you're down, walk out. Because if you keep playing, all you're doing is digging your grave deeper and deeper and deeper. And when you leave that casino, if you walked in with a thousand bucks, yeah, it sucks when you leave. But when you drain your bank account and go home and wake up the next morning, you don't have a damn penny. And that's what the Democrats have done for the past four years. They have doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on bullshit stories. And the issue is that 
they don't stop. And they're to the point now where the well is dry, they've hit rock bottom, and now the only way that they can keep digging is by contradicting themselves and just biting the bullet and saying, well, hell, here I am. Now I'm going to show my true colors. I don't really give a shit about the allegation. I don't really care if a woman was ever abused. I believe her because it's actually pretty accurate and there's compelling evidence, but I just don't give a damn about women. I give a, The only thing I care about is getting rid of Trump out of the presidency because I'm controlled by the DNC. Very well said. Very well said. And, and uh, you know what, Dan, I love talking to you. I love talking to you. I want to get you back here as a regular. Let's make you uh, on here weekly. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Well, right now I'm still on Twitter. Jack hasn't banned me again yet. So you can uh, follow me on there at Yoder, Y-O-D-E-R underscore E-S-Q-Q. Make sure there's two Qs because the first account's still locked. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Mike Yoder. Uh, otherwise, and on IG at Yoder underscore E-S-Q-Q as well. So all my DMs are open. I'm always happy to chat with people. If you find a liberal with the balls to debate me, let me know. I'd love it, but I haven't found one yet. Uh, otherwise, you know, enjoy the show. Enjoy the rest of your night, Rory, and uh, hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. You too, my friend. God bless you. A real pleasure having you on. You have amazing insight, and uh, we'll get you back here, like I said, on a weekly basis. All right. Sounds good, my friend. Take care. All righty. Thank you. Um, everybody, let, we're going to go to a quick commercial. Uh, stay with us. We're going to be right back with U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Darlene Swaffer. And we got a lot more guests to get to. It's a busy night on the Rory Sodder Show. Coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. 
Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision, or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I, I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. I just want to make a few announcements. I um, wanted to mention uh, my new media site, completely restructured, completely revamped, all, you know, evolved. It it looks incredible. Uh, We'll be launching uh, tonight or tomorrow. I know it was supposed to be launched last week. Keep an eye on that, though. The next N-E-X-Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A dot com. We will be having people with doing their own shows on there, radio, TV, different uh, segments, 24-7 breaking news, a bunch of great products on the store. Uh, I cannot wait for you all to see it. Um, Also, I will be starting at Salem Radio. Uh, As soon as the studio in Arizona opens back up, I will be doing my uh, premiere premiere date there, uh, my my official launch. So uh, we're waiting on that, but we're thinking probably in another about a week. Uh, So, and you know, as everybody knows, Salem is the biggest, AM radio station in America. You have people like Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, all do their shows on there. So it's really the opportunity of a lifetime, and uh, I'm excited to keep growing in this industry. Um, And, and guys, I'm talking to so many other networks. Um, We've got a lot planned for the future of the Rory Sauter Show. It just keeps evolving. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this almost three years, and uh, here we are, episode 264, I tell you. I want to welcome to the show, though. I believe she's with us right now. Uh, we have U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Darlene Swaffer. Darlene, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Rory. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy and honored to be with you at this time. Well, I'm really happy to have you here. Your first time on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, definitely. First, I want to honor our fallen heroes, um, and we did um, spend some time doing that during Memorial Weekend. And I want to thank our um, current veterans for their service to our country, and without them, we would not have the liberty and freedom that we all enjoy. Um, a little bit about my campaign. Uh, I'm the only candidate running in the state of Florida with expertise in health insurance and economic development. 
uh, two major issues um, that are of concern not only to our state but to the whole country and um, focusing on unseating impeaching do nothing Ted Deutsch. <laughs> I love it. So that's a little bit about our focus. I love it. And so for people that don't know, tell everybody the areas uh, your district covers in Florida. Well, I'm in South Florida. So District 22 is a good part of Boca, the northern part of Broward County, like Deerfield Beach, Parkland, Coconut Creek, and uh, Coral Springs. And then all the beaches down uh, from Boca down to Fort Lauderdale. And then there's a portion of Coconut Creek as well. So it's an L-shape. A lot of seniors. Um, We have a few senior communities. Um, But the good news is that my expertise in healthcare kind of lends to that audience because my trademark is the Medicare lady. I'm officially trademarked as the Medicare lady. And uh, I, that's what I do for a living. I have a brokerage company and a team of agents, and we sell Medicare, individual health, and group insurance. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. So Florida is now open for the most part. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you guys have one of the best governors. I love, I love DeSantis. And, you DeSantis, know, yes, very, I love him too. Yeah, and I'm very fortunate and blessed because I'm in Arizona, and pretty much everything in Arizona at this point is now open. Um, but but what what is the um, like in terms of results? I mean, there's no new cases in Florida. You guys are doing very well. Uh, you guys are one mm-hmm. of the most populated states in America. Uh, I think some of these blue governors need to take a, take uh, after you guys and really see what's going on instead of being stuck in their own jaded ways. You know. I agree. Did you see DeSantis? Uh, every every time they get bold, I love it more. <laughs> I loved him on the news the other day. He was like telling everybody off. That's my governor. I love him. I love it. I mean, absolutely. He he is uh, he's he's great. He he is such a fascinating. And I yeah. you know just w- the job he's done. I mean, he's 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 definitely overly uh, delivered for the mm-hmm. for the people. Uh, in Florida, yeah, and I he got rid. He, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he got rid of um, the Broward sheriff that was responsible for for be, you know for what happened with Parkland, their lack of response. He got rid of the supervisor of elections for Broward and Palm Beach County. Eliminated Common Core. I mean, he was like boom, boom, boom. As soon as he got into office, he went into action, and he doesn't play. He just you know it, it's you know foot to the foot to the pedal and that's it so i mean in that respect i really appreciated him and i can you imagine we could have had gillum as the governor like we totally yeah. dodged I mean, a bullet with that oh god i mean they, yeah i mean what well, yeah the, the crackhead the guy that uh was cheating on his that wife ended with up a, in the, a gang bang with a bunch of dudes i mean very disturbing unbelievable. I mean, no, sorry yeah sorry i didn't want to get too graphic right there but yeah it's the most i can you imagine it, it, being governor, I can't even imagine. Sort of Honestly, I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's incredible to me to uh, even think about it. Oh my God! And so tell me, tell me this: your district. What are the what are the main things mm-hmm. that you guys need to work on? What needs to be fixed? What's going on down there? Yeah. So, it's on my platform page, but uh, one of the critical issues is infrastructure, and I'm so glad that our president's talking about this. In uh, Fort Lauderdale, we had four main uh, sewer breaks. Uh, all within kind of like the span of about a month, a month and a half. And all that did was raw leak 
it actually leaked raw sewage into our waterways, affecting marine life. Um, also um, caused issues with vacationers um, and their ability to, you know, enjoy the beaches. Um, so that, you know, we have to do something about that. We have to do something about our bridges that connect the mainland to our beaches. Um, there's also major, um, you know, it, it didn't happen this year, but last year there was algae growth and blooms in Lake Okeechobee and when they released it um, and that was a major uh, concern at the time but when they did that that really polluted our waterways the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean and we're talking about millions of marine life perished in that process and washed up on the shores and it also increased uh, cases of bacterial infections uh, in the emergency room so you know the environment, our waterways, keeping it clear, uh, focusing on the infrastructure, protecting Medicare for our seniors, um, and my something that's very dear to my heart is economic development. Uh, I've been very active in my community for over 27 years, all the time that I've lived here. I've sat on boards, I've sat in chambers, um, and when I worked for the uh, Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce a little over 20 years ago in Miami, uh, we focused a lot on attracting companies to come and do business here, headquarter here, or maybe have a satellite office. And Miami had a plan. You know, it was the gateway to the Caribbean and Latin America. Um, and they, they had a way to really uh, sell the benefits, no state taxes, you know, ample commercial space available for lease or rent uh, or purchase a multi-diversified, yeah. uh, multilingual workforce. And so that right. has been lacking in Broward and Palm Beach, and I want to definitely bring that focus here locally. And I've been inviting I Elon, Elon Musk. You know, he's talking about Texas because um, he's very unhappy with California. I've been tweeting out to Elon Musk, inviting him to Florida, and there was an article written by Davida Gruber from MAGA Media, and she wrote about my invitation to Elon Musk, but I keep sending him tweets every time there's something attractive about Florida. I keep tweeting about yeah. that. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. You know, you, you have Thank all you. The, the right, you have all the right, uh, you know, qualifications and, and, you know, different skills to, uh, help us out and, and really get in there and, and make some uh, amazing changes. I, I definitely want to get you back soon. Mm -hmm. uh, tell everybody where they can thank connect you. with you real quick. And then I got to uh, thank you so gotcha. much. It's sure. It's Swaffer for Congress.com. That's S W A F F A R F O R Congress.com. That's our website. They can donate there. We really appreciate the donations. And then on Twitter, it's Swaffer Congress, simply Swaffer Congress. Facebook is Swaffer, the number four in Congress. Um, but, yeah, we can definitely use donations. Our primary is August 18th, and anything that anyone can do to help me get over the edge and through the primary, I would really appreciate it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. And, uh, Thank you. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, definitely the best of luck. Thank you, Rory. You take care. God bless. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have popular activist from New York doing a lot of things right now, Gabriel Montalvo. Gabe, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. How are you? Good, Gabe. Uh, welcome. First time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so my name is Gabriel Montalvo. I am the New York State Vice Chairman for the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. 
Uh, I'm also a contributor for the Empire State Conservatives Network, uh, as well as a uh, panelist for the, the Walkaway uh, Hispanic Americans Town Hall. Excellent, man. You're a jack of all trades. You're doing a lot of big things right now. You're helping uh, the mega movement. You're helping the conservatives. You're, you know, really getting people, you know, out there and, and speaking their voice. And it, it's quite something, you know, and uh, we need more patriots like you fighting, man. I mean, we're living in a time like never seen before. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. I mean, it's certainly a fight, especially here in uh, liberal, liberal New York and New York City especially, but I hope that um, that the GOP recognizes that there are still uh, blue, uh, sorry, not blue-blooded, red-blooded patriots out there, and uh, we're here to, you know, fighting the good fight each and every day. Absolutely, and give us kind of the uh, rundown, what, what, what's going on in New York City right now. So what we're seeing right now is actually a pretty great case for liberty. Recently, I had uh, interviewed and covered a story about people who were protesting out in front of City Hall. They were arrested for practicing their First Amendment rights. And if you listen to what the NYPD had to say, it was horrible. They had on speakers, they said, this is, uh, you're breaking the law. This is violating the governor's and New York City mayor's executive orders. If you do not disperse, you will be arrested. Jesus. Really? Oh, and oh, you well, know what? It's crazy. Okay, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yes. Thank you. No, sorry. No worries. No worries. Uh, but it was just horrible because these guys were on the, you know, they, they arrested these people. They arrested nine people out of the 20. And, you know, now, actually, due to Memorial, uh, on Memorial Day, we or sorry the the weekend leading up to it the days leading up to it we found that one of the protesters that I actually had the pleasure of speaking with she was she got covered in the post and say because she sued the uh, the city she sued uh, them because she said that we have a right to practice our freedom of religion as well as congregate uh, to celebrate that worship and we're now bumped up from zero uh, people to congregating to at least ten so it's a start. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely, and you know it, it's sad how these police officers, you know, the, these different law enforcement officials can't do their jobs properly, and and you know, I mean, we, obviously we know deep down, majority of these cops want the people to have their freedom and rights back, but you got these mayors and you got these uh, higher up political officials that are and they're and they have to abide by it. Sadly, I mean. I would hate to be a police officer in a place like New York City where people like de Blasio don't, doesn't give a shit about any of them, I mean, or, or where a Democrat's in charge. I mean, they treat the cops like just hell. I mean, it's awful. And, you know, it's really – I mean, you see all these cops. I've seen just polls and different things in liberal-run areas. Cops can't wait to get the hell out of the job because they're treated so poorly, and they're limited to what they can do to keep us all safe because of politics. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. And I have friends in the NYPD. They're in, in, they're in my, uh, my unit in the, in the National Guard. And they told me, like, listen, New York State passed bail reform. My, my friends would say, listen, we get calls in all the time saying that, you know, there's, uh, you know, petty theft or robbery happening in my store. And then 
you know, we'll catch them, we'll book them. An hour later, they're going back to doing the same things because, you know, they won't have to be held out on bail. And this is just the icing on the cake for a lot of them because, you know, we're, we, you know, I'd say the majority of, um, of us patriots do believe in the work that the police do. But the fact that de Blasio is out here constantly just talking about how, uh, you know, he wants to just keep us shut down and that um, and disrespecting our, our police officers constantly with all of his remarks. And even the New York City Health Commissioner saying that she doesn't give a rat's ass about our police officers who are asking for more masks in this situation that they claim to that these city officials claim to be the worst thing to hit the planet since the black. It's ridiculous, honestly. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. Sorry, I, I, I had my thing on mute. But uh, I, I wanted you to kind of elaborate. What, what's the city like right now in terms of like the corona? I know the cases have gone way down. What's the environment like? What's the, how are people acting? Are people acting friendly? Are people still depressed? I mean, what does it feel like when you go outside? So I must say, and this is due to the fact that I have my grandparents at home, uh, but I have not necessarily gone out so much just because I feel like there's a risk. But now, since May 1st, because I, the president gave the guidelines to, the, to April 30th and I wanted to abide by um, his guidance, and I waited. And then afterwards, I, got, I went out, and people seem scared. People seem nervous. Now, you know, you're moving more towards the end of May. They're, they're a little bit agitated, it seems, just, you know, walking around like this. But what I found is that people are starting to lose, um, you know, humanity. I know you had that sheriff on from, uh, from California that was talking about how, you know, we're social creatures. And it's the truth. People are starting to, you know, to lose that connection. I have stopped wearing my mask when I go outside. And I don't really go for yeah. far. The only place that I kind of wear it would be, excuse me, in the supermarket, because I know that everyone, sick or not, uh, is, in, is in close proximity. And again, I have people at home. But I don't wear a mask when I'm outside, and people give me dirty looks. So what do I do? I smile at them. And guess what? They miss that small bit of human interaction, and they actually say, you know what? Wow, look at that, a smile. And they'll smile back. If you don't, you'll probably get those corona carriers like we saw today, or uh, now I guess yesterday, in, uh, in Central right. Park, where they'll call the cops on you, or at least try to. And I invite anyone to call the police oh. on me for not wearing a mask. Oh. Oh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You're absolutely right. You know, we have these assholes online trying to say, how dare we go and, you know, be around all these people and how dare we not social distance. I tell these people to stick, stick their social distancing up their ass, worry about themselves, <laughs> worry about their own lives. You know, they can't control other people. If I want to go outside, I'm going to go outside. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? But, yeah. hey, I love having you on. I really love it. Let's, let's make you a weekly regular. You have great uh, – I'd love to. You just have a lot of great insight and bring a lot of great value. Um, I do got to let you go, though. I got to get to the last guest. Tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, so you can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter if you uh, look up Baron, B-A-R-O-N, Montalvo. Uh, also on Facebook, Gabriel E. Montalvo. And if you support the Hispanic conservative movement and you want to get involved, please look up on Facebook, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly, New York chapter. And Rory, I'd love to come back on the show. This was fun and fantastic. 
Well, I love, I love having you on, and uh, I'm excited to have you back. So, man, God bless you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Um, I want to go to Todd McKenley. Todd, I know you have a lot of thoughts, buddy. Go ahead. I wanted to give you the honors. I've got about uh, eight minutes left, nine minutes left. I'm sure you got some thoughts. Oh, absolutely, Roy. You know, you unpacked a lot of stuff, a lot of great guests. I love the sheriff. I'd uh, love to have him on my, my podcast that I'm, I've got kind of launched. I've got, a, I've got a late – a lot of guests that's come on there. I've got to launch the podcast soon, but I've been uh, putting out the interviews on Facebook. Uh, folks could find that by just hitting at Todd for House on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, same places. Uh, yeah, but let's talk about you know Joe Biden for, for a second. Uh, you know, he's, he's a creepy guy, and you can see, like, like your previous guest talked about, you know, all the times he's touched all these little kids, and he, he, even, even women that, that he's, uh, you know, whether he's swearing somebody in or giving a, an award or something like that, you know, it's just a creepy touching. It's all, all on video, and you can see them just sit there squirm. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's very sick, and it's, it's odd. And, of course, like I said, uh, for those who, who've heard me talk before, uh, you know, I served at the White House for six and a half years, and briefly I uh, was there during the Obama-Biden period, uh, just, just for the first uh, few months of that. And I saw a lot of this up, up close and personal. And, you know, I just thought, you know, maybe it's just an old guy, kind of, kind of the way that they were back in the old days. And I, you know, I didn't really think a lot of it. And then, of course, I see a lot of these people wincing, and I'm like, maybe there's a little something through. You know, I, I watched the next seven and a half years of, the, of the, them being in office, and I'm like, man, this guy is just a creepo. Uh, and, of course, I, I think a lot of it is, is kind of – I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, uh, but I think there is something going on there that they're going to try to oust him and, and basically put one of their own uh, uh, little cronies in there. So I think there is a plan there. Uh, you know, but with, with regards to the, the, uh, the, 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 the Lori – and I can't pronounce her last name, to be honest with you uh, – uh, Klausudis, maybe. I can't remember, remember if that's the right name. Uh, but, you know – she she actually I believe was killed by Joe Scarborough. Uh, I believe that there was an argument and there was a fight and he pushed her or something, and she hit her head and, and I believe that's that's what happened. I think there was something that was there and, and I believe he was in Florida. Uh, and of course, as soon as uh, you know, it was within months or so he was he was out of office. If you remember, uh, to me to me there's something fishy that went on there, uh, and, and I've said it for years and I know there's a lot of other people that speculated about it. Uh, but I, I would love to see, you know, get to the bottom of that. Instead of just saying that, well, there's nothing there. There's always, it's always there was nothing there. Like the Michigan governor, for example, you know, oh, well, her husband was just joking. You know, to me, he wasn't joking. He was trying to get over. He was trying to take advantage. And then, of course, oh, well, he, was, he just misspoke. He was trying to have a little bit of fun. And then, of course, she acts like, well, I'm upset with him, too. Nonsense. Nonsense. He was trying to get over. He was trying to take advantage. And he was caught red-handed, pure and simple. You know, we, we can't keep saying, "Oh, there's nothing to see here," and then all of a sudden you blow something out of proportion whenever it's President Trump. You know, whether it's uh, uh, the hydroxychloroquine. You know, Trump's saying, "Hey, it may or may not work. It may, it may, it may, uh, you know, be a treatment. It may, it may help you stave off uh, the COVID-19 virus." You know, but he's saying, "How about, how about we, we, we you know, be allowed to try it." You know, they talk about, you know, and you see the memes out there on Facebook and other places. You know, whenever it comes to abortion, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's my body or it's the woman's body, uh, which obviously it's not. You're killing another person that's inside. Uh, but, you know, whenever it comes to, to, to trying a medication, Trump's saying, hey, it may not work, but it, it, if your doctor wants to prescribe it and you would like to take it, by all means, it's your body. You should be able to try it. 
And then they're sitting there saying, well, he's not a doctor. This is unproven. This is an unproven cure or whatever it is. And then they attack him for it. And then the, the lady out of Michigan, she took it. It helped her, saved her life. And then she goes to the White House and, and praises the president, saying, hey, you know, I, I'm a Democrat, but I'll work with the president whenever he's right, you know, especially whenever he's helping other people. He's helping my, my constituents. What happens? She goes back to her state. The party, the state party censures her. Her local party censures her. You know, and her governor even, governor even calls her out on it. I'm like, I'm like you're, you're sitting here wanting to get positive things done for your country, for your constituents. But then all of a sudden you, you want to work with the president whenever he's right or uh, whenever he's doing things that, that are positive for your constituents. And then you call her out for it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So the reality is they want to continue to make things uh, a crisis, and they want to prolong this yeah. crisis as long as they can. Uh, and whenever it yep. comes to say the, the mail-in voting, there's obviously something going on there. You know, I, I, really, I don't have a problem with yeah. yeah, I don't have a problem with us, you know, with absentee voting. But with absentee voting, me as a registered voter, I request the ballot, and I've done it many times being in the, being in the army for 20 some years. I request the ballot, the ballot gets sent to me. I fill out the ballot. The ballot goes back. You know, right. it's none of this the the ballots are going to get sent out, you know, willy-nilly. We don't know if they, if they go to the right people. We don't know what happens with them. We don't know if the right person actually receives it and sends it back. Uh, so the, the, it's fraught with fraud, if you will. The, the fraud could absolutely yeah. happen uh, with regards to this, this mail-in ballot situation. Now, if it was, if it was a, um, like I said, an absentee ballot situation where everybody that's a registered voter, a verified registered voter, requesting an absentee ballot, by all means, that's, that's a separate situation. That's I, not no, mail-in ballot. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I got to close out the show in one minute. Um, sure. T- tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Yeah, very easily. You can go to Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at Todd for House. Again, T O D D number four H O U S C. I, I kept the uh, the old campaign handles uh, because you know I'll, I'll be using them again in the future. Uh, on Facebook, that'll take you to the Todd McKinley commentary. That's what I've uh, retitled the page as. And of course, I'm doing like I said the uh, interviews with with candidates. So if you're running for uh, U.S. House, uh, you know U.S. Senate, whatever it is, if you're if you're a sitting uh, member of Congress. Uh, State House, whatever it may be, uh, I'd love to interview you, and I'd love to get you on there at some point. And, of course, at some point in the next few uh, weeks, I'm going to be releasing everything as a podcast. So there's several great interviews that are out there. I've got uh, U.S. Senate candidate Manny, Manny Sethi coming on on Friday. Had General uh, Bullock out of New Hampshire who, who's running for uh, U.S. Senate uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so a lot of great candidates that, that's come on. Uh, a lot of good stuff in the hopper, but we're moving forward. We're going to get Donald Trump reelected. Keep up the great work, my friend. All righty. Well, God bless you, Todd. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, everybody, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. I will see you all Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Until then, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.